Hello everyone, it's Sandra. And it's Allison. And welcome to this week's episode of Brainwaves. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Beatrice. Beatrice, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, so I'm Beatrice Roussel, and I'm going to be a senior at DuPont Manual High School. I am a member of Stamina, and I'm also a mental health advocate, especially because I'm recovering from an eating disorder. So we are so excited to have Beatrice on today. It's been really an honor to be able to work with her over the past couple years in Stamina. She is such a wonderful advocate, but also such an amazing person. So I'm so excited, Beatrice, to have you on. Thank you. It's great to be here. All right, so we will go ahead and dive in. So today we are talking about body image and eating disorders, and we're just gonna have a you know pretty casual conversation with Beatrice, maybe weaving in some of her experience and also just talking about eating disorders in general. So we'll just go ahead and dive in. So just like with every episode, this isn't by any means going to be like a fully comprehensive review, but we do want to include just some information. So starting off with a little bit of definition, body image is the perception that a person has of their physical self and the thoughts and feelings that result from that perception. So like what you think about your physical body. And then eating disorder, there's a huge, huge range. So basically a general definition can be characterized by abnormal eating habits or a negative body image. Just do you have any thoughts on why it's important for us to discuss body image eating disorders? Um, it's really important to discuss this because it's something that almost everybody deals with and it's a kind of a spectrum. I mean, there are diagnosed eating disorders, but there are people in everyday life who struggle with their body image and who struggle with accepting what they look like. And the pressure of society has just increased as a lot of health kicks have come into to be popular and there are a lot of weight loss advertisements. It's pretty much everywhere in the media and there's so much pressure from society to have this perfect body that it affects everybody, no matter how big or small. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's becoming a more and more important issue, but unfortunately it's one that's often left out of the mental health conversation. We've been mental health advocates for a long time and a lot of times eating disorders are not really included, but they absolutely should be because they're just as important as any other mental health challenge or struggle. Yeah, it's really important to talk about, but it's kind of pushed away from the mental health topic because a lot of it is physical and people feel like it is a choice to engage in those behaviors and try and do weight loss. But with diagnosed eating disorders, they're often not a choice and they're not happening with much of a thought that what they're doing is disordered. Or at least in my experience, when I had eating disorder, I didn't realize that the behaviors I was engaging in were abnormal and so a lot of people think that it's a choice and that is one misunderstanding that is huge. Yeah, I mean there's so much stigma around mental health in general and every different mental health challenge that people may experience but I think especially eating disorders is a really really specific stigma a lot of times that you just mentioned Beatrice. A lot of people are just like oh you're just choosing to eat that way or just choosing to lose weight. I think a lot of people sometimes even view it in a positive way. Um, exactly. That you're like choosing to do whatever this is, but it's definitely not something that's positive when it's something that's an unhealthy behavior. Yeah, exactly. Weight loss is totally rewarded in society and whether you're doing it in a healthy way or not, because oftentimes you don't really know if they're doing it in a healthy way or not, um, it's totally rewarded which just encourages the bad behaviors. And I can totally relate to that, like, I'm in recovery, but you know, there's still days where I would like to go get ice cream, but like, I tell myself no, and people often view that as, oh, you have so much self-discipline, so much self-control, like, you're eating so healthy, and a lot of times it's 
kind of the opposite. You really want to be freer and you're not. And so it's really interpreted in a totally different way. So I think one thing that is also not often understood is like the different range of eating disorders that are out there, both like the different types that exist and also, like you mentioned, Beatrice, like the spectrum of just, you know, struggling maybe with your body image to maybe ranging to what might be an eating disorder. So I guess maybe we can start first by talking about some of the different types and then going into that spectrum. So starting with some of the different types, I'm just going to mention a few things and a few of the symptoms again. Like we always say, it's not comprehensive at all. So starting off with anorexia, I think this is what people for the most part immediately think of. It is typically characterized by a fear of gaining weight and oftentimes might involve really restricting your eating, compulsive exercising, and things like that. And then another one is binge eating. So uncontrollable urge to eat a larger than normal amount of food that also accompanies feelings of guilt or maybe some feelings of depression or low self-esteem yep so the next one that we want to talk about is purging so an absence of binge eating this is vomiting or trying to basically purge whatever you've eaten so that might also include things like feeling like you've eaten a lot even if you've only eaten a normal amount Bulimia is characterized as basically a combination of binging and purging, both like an urge to eat a large amount, but then quote unquote compensating for that by then purging or vomiting or like trying to engage in extreme exercise or something like that. Night eating is also an eating disorder. Night eating is often a response to dieting. So when people restrict their intake to food during the day, at night your brain signals that you need an intake of more calories and then that's what usually happens like at night. These people usually eat like the, the most amount of their calories then. Sometimes college students can pick up that habit. When you're a college student, it's hard to find time to eat and it's also just kind of common like get hungry at night. But it's really hard to break that habit. There's also orthorexia and endos, which are eating disorders otherwise not specified. Orthorexia, that's like obsessing over healthy eating, so they make a lot of choices that like don't have like sugar or are considered more healthy and living that kind of lifestyle. And then eating disorders otherwise not specified are disordered eating that doesn't necessarily fit all the characteristics of a specific eating disorder. Yeah, so um, just like we said, there's a pretty big range, and a lot of times people only think of anorexia, but there can be lots of different symptoms that might accompany an eating disorder or negative eating. Okay, so again, that's just kind of a brief overview of some of the different types of eating disorders that are out there. I think now we can have a little bit more of a conversation on just like the spectrum of severity. So on the spectrum of just like feeling negative about your own like body image, ranging into what might be an eating disorder. So I think everyone probably has experienced some negative body image in their life. No matter what gender, no matter what age, there are so many social pressures nowadays, whether that's advertising, whether that's social media, whether that's just talking to someone about it, or seeing people in magazines. All of those things I feel like really contribute to negative body image among everyone, guys and girls and people who are non-binary. I think there's just so many images of people who are like perfect out there. It's really hard to overcome that when you're reflecting on how you look. When I was younger, I did gymnastics and I never really thought about my body or what I ate. I kind of just ate whatever, didn't give it a second thought. And then I quit gymnastics and that was like around the same time that my body was changing. You know, puberty and also like just because I wasn't as active as I used to be, you know, like your body changes and that's what normally happens for people, you know, when body changes, 
and they're not used to that, like then they start getting negative thoughts about their bodies. And you know, sometimes you can accept that and move on. But with people with eating disorders, they normally take that a step too far, but it doesn't happen all at once. Um, I went through about a year where I didn't really like the way I looked, but I didn't do much to change it. I just kind of put it to the back of my head. And then the thoughts started getting louder and louder and louder. I slowly started cutting out food. So it wasn't an all at once thing. Like you don't normally wake up and say, oh, I'm not going to eat breakfast today. It's, it happens slowly and it sort of happens like under the radar until it snowballs and gets to like, really disordered eating. And yeah. the more disordered your eating gets, honestly, from my experience, the worse my body image got. You know, it didn't really solve the problem at all. Um, I actually saw something on Instagram that said dieting doesn't solve body image issues. Uh, people have it all the time, and it's learning to accept your body the way it is. And that's really what body acceptance is. It's not accepting your body at a certain size. It's accepting that your body will change. And um, a lot of times, just like you said, Beatrice, those things can like snowball and just like build on each other until it gets to a point where it's really definitely affecting your physical health as well. We've mentioned a lot of times about how there's such a connection between your mental and physical health and you can't have one without the other. And eating disorders are a really strong example of that where your mental health and your well-being and your body image are so connected to your physical health. And there's more of just, I guess, a direct or immediate link where if you're experiencing eating disorder or changing your eating habits, that can really lead to a lot of physical symptoms. Yeah, and body image is something that really develops over time. It's not something that you can come to terms with at once. You have to work on it, especially with interactions with new people or exposure to like new types of media. Yeah, I think especially surrounding yourself by positive imagery. For example, Beatrice recently started a really awesome recovery account. Beatrice, you want to share your handle? Yeah, um, going through this process, because everybody's different, you find yourself kind of isolated, like you don't really know what you're doing, and then it's really helpful to reach out. Like social media is such a big platform, you can reach out to other people on social media, and you know, it's all about finding like the really healthy accounts. So there are some accounts where people are not as recovery focused, and so that's not as healthy for you, but if you can find accounts, and I try to make mine really positive, um, have a lot of positive vibes only, um, I don't like to do uh, before and after pictures because I don't want people who see the before to get triggered. And I've actually had people raise concerns that they feel like they have to be as sick as, you know, the before picture in order to get help. And that's really not the case. It's not about, are you sick enough to get help? It's, are you sick of being, you know, unhealthy and you're ready to get help? And so for my account, I try and, you know, use my experience, but also areas that I think a lot of people go through, not just people with eating disorders, um, more of a mental health blog, and it's something that a lot of people can go back to if they just need some positive motivation or something like that. So it's all about finding, like, those accounts that are healthy for you and fit you because not all accounts are good for everybody. Just like all the coping mechanisms that we've been talking about this whole season, there's a lot of different coping mechanisms that are out there. The very first thing that I do want to mention is that if you were ever experiencing any body dissatisfaction or anything that you might think might be getting into disordered eating, absolutely reach out for help. There are really awesome counselors and resources out there. So it's always a good idea to get formal help if you feel like you even might need it. Um, so that's definitely something that I want to say, but there's also other coping mechanisms, just like Beatrice was describing, there can be some really awesome recovery accounts and just positive messaging out there that I feel like is really nice to counteract all of the negative messaging that we see all the time in our day-to-day lives. Beatrice, are there any other coping mechanisms that you find are helpful? 
Well, if you want to go to like really specific, some things that I learned in treatment are ways to deal with the emotions like right there and then. We call it urge surfing. Um, a lot of times when you have negative emotions or uh, negative thoughts, you're really tempted to engage in an urge, which is wanting to engage in a behavior such as restricting or purging or exercising, um, some things like that. And so what you really want to do is you want to ride out that wave and ride out that urge. And so you do that by occupying yourself with things that make you feel good. So for me, I really like to take hot showers. Temperature change is actually proven to help calm you down. So you can either do that or you can hold ice. Those are just like some sort of weird ones that work for me. But other ways that you can do it is just like self-care, self-love. If you're having trouble accepting your body, then do something that makes your body feel good. Take a bubble bath or do a face mask or treat yourself in a way that makes you feel good and makes you feel more confident and comfortable in your body and just do that until you can think rationally and then approach the situation that you're stressed out about or that you were having trouble dealing with in the first place in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point because we all only have one body, so it's important for us to take care of it. Um, And also like an important way to do that is just to like not compare yourself to others and just to look at your body. Which is hard. It's not easy. It's not, um, it's definitely not like a one day you're going to wake up and all of a sudden, oh, I don't compare myself to others anymore. But it's definitely a process, but um, it's something you can also try to do like as actively as you can, I guess. Yeah. Just try to catch yourself when you do it. And you know, I think one thing is you really can't compare your body or what you eat to other people because everybody has different needs. Um, mm-hmm. There's a set weight, which is, you know, the weight that your body is comfortable at. And you don't get to decide that weight at all. Your body does. And you just need to listen to your hunger and fullness cues and eat, you know, in moderation and do what you need to do. And your body will take it to the place that is happy. And also, I know that, like, throughout this recovery process, I've always compared, like, what I've had to eat to others. But one, everybody needs different amount of energy. And two, everybody eats at different times of the day. So, like, somebody might have a really light lunch, but they go home and they snack at night. Everybody's different, and you really can't compare what you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also want to mention that there's always resources out there that you can access online or by calling as well. You can call the National Eating Disorder Hotline at 800-931-2237. That'll be in the description as well of this podcast. So you can text NEDA, so N-E-D-A, to 741-741, and that will connect you to a trained volunteer at the Crisis Tax Line. And that's pretty much it. Thank you, Beatrice, for being on. It was a pleasure to have you. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Brainwaves. Uh, please leave a comment down below if you love Beatrice. Love to hear her. Yes, go follow her recovery account. It is wonderful. Lots of good vibes over there. Uh, so yes. I definitely recommend you go and take a look. Beast right. Recovery. Yes, absolutely. So is it bees.recovery? Yes. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Have a wonderful week. All right, bye guys.